0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Film Room Files. It's your boy Zebby aka Real Jet Lifer and I'm actually uh, joined by somebody different today. We don't have the usual crew. I'm with my man Amin. What's going on everybody? Say what's up to him baby. Yeah man. Um, so it was funny because I was about to do a solo show and I literally played the intro music. I'm recording and then I get a text from Amin. So then I saw he was uh, trying to link up chill. Perfect. No problem. Boom we'll do the podcast together. I was kind of nervous about doing a solo show anyway, so I'm glad you joined me, bro.
1: Can I say, man, I had to come back, claim my title in that chess match from last night.
0: Yeah, if you guys don't know, me and Amin have been playing chess against each other literally for as long as I can remember. He's one of two opponents that I've been playing since I was just a kid. Um, it's a lot of fun, bro. I really enjoy playing chess with you. And I also, shout out to everybody that plays chess. It's not an easy game. We know there's not a lot of y'all out there. Um, but there's been a sudden like surge of chess players, I feel like, after... Um, the queen's gambit
1: yeah that that show definitely popped off interest for a lot of people but i mean like you could tell who's an old head chess player and then somebody who just started playing because of that show
0: yeah absolutely um i mean I, i i i guess i'm not one to talk because i've been playing literally my whole life and i'm still probably just like a thousand rank if that so i'm not the best chess player i'm a casual chess player though um and i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot but appreciate you coming man um again the show's a little different uh Saeed's not here izzy's not here so we're just gonna rock out still and try to make something happen because it's been a while it's been almost a month since the last podcast um just for everybody who was listening to the last one i am uh i was recording in london actually i was on a uh, zoom when i was doing that recording for that last show so i know the quality wasn't that great but shout out to you guys for still listening uh, i appreciate that um, but i was in london Shout out to me, shout out to my family in London, we was chilling. Uh, And then I just got back about a week ago, a week and a half ago, and then tried to make episode happen, it didn't happen, Um, but we tried. Um, And also it's uh, the month of Ramadan, so for those who don't know, we're fasting this month, and then in the evenings is when we open our fast and eat, so then it also becomes a little bit tougher for people to come and do the podcast. Um, How's your Ramadan been going, bro?
1: Not bad, man, not bad. I mean, I'm hanging in there, you know. It's, uh, it's interesting because this time it gets longer every day instead of shorter. So your skill level has to kind of go up. Yeah. But,
0: um, I'm, I'm going to be kind of annoying podcast host. Ask you to pull the mic a little closer, please. And thank you. Yes, check, sir. check, mic, check. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'm just going to do some impromptu Ramadan questions. Uh, what do you think is the hardest part and what do you think is the easiest part?
1: Oh, man, the hardest part is the first day because you're just not used to it. And the easiest? Easiest day is the or the easiest part, I'd say, is the last day. You know what I mean? Because you're just at that point, you're just used to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, very thoughtful answer. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say the the hardest part for me is probably not going with water all day, um, and the easiest part is, I would say, I know this sounds crazy, but not eating is really easy for me because I don't eat that much anyways throughout the day. I'm a night like a, I eat a lot at night. I'm a night snacker, night eater, whatever. So, I don't know. I, I, the water is the, is the part that gets me the dehydration.
1: Yeah, well, see, the the challenge with the food is it doesn't bother you like throughout most of the day. It's it's like towards five, six, seven o'clock where you know you've already gone through a day where you haven't ate food all day. I mean, everybody has those days where they're just busy, right? But that, that those last couple hours, man, it really starts kicking in. You know, your, your body's drained. You're really like sluggish.
0: It's crazy because, like, I experience that sometimes. Oh, actually, you know what? The hardest part I'm going to say is coffee. I'm going to change my answer because I get that crazy headache, that caffeine withdrawal. Caffeine withdrawal is the worst, man. Because I was traveling, um, like, a week before Ramadan, normally I'll, like, leading up to it, kind of, like, wean off the coffee a little bit, go from, like, three cups to two cups to one cup to, like, a cup every other day, you know? Like, I have a whole process. But I didn't really get a chance to do that because I was traveling and then, you know, just drinking coffee on the flight and stuff. When you you know you sometimes you'll get a little bit of like a headache right there, and then a the coffee kind of helps out with that. So um, I don't know. I just feel like coffee's really hard. That's kind of been crushing me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat because I, I drink a pot of coffee every morning. So Jeez. I, I, I try, <laughs> right, um, but no, I mean like you know if you wake up in the morning, you know there's, there's different strategies to approach it. You can wake up, have your coffee, stay up for a little bit. And then take a nap afterwards and get your day started after that.
0: What's your morning routine? You, you do you um, eat a lot of breakfast in the mornings?
1: You try to, man, because that's what's going to carry you throughout the day. You're still going to get sluggish at the end, but, you know, at least for the first eight hours, you're fine.
0: I'll wake up like 20 minutes before, just chug as much water as I can. That's my routine. That's it. I'm not really eating. If I eat, I may have a Cliff Bar or like a half a Cliff Bar or something or maybe a date or two. And then I'm just drinking water mostly. Just literally till I am i can't drink any more water till now I can't get a sip of water. Because um, that, that's my biggest thing is like I, I get hella dehydrated. Um, so uh, one of the questions that we ask normally during the intro is uh, what have you been listening to this week? Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, you listened in when we did podcasts before. I yeah, think you were here. Yeah, I yeah, caught I'm so, one of them. Okay, so you listened to that and I think you joined in on that 3G conversation too.
1: Yeah, I was I was definitely part of that 3G conversation. Nice. Okay, so this is the 5 5G conversation. I mean, yeah, I'm tripping 5G conversation. We're a couple G's short here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I think that uh, <laughs> since you've been here, you already know the routine. So w- we always ask, "What have you been listening to?" I personally haven't been listening to music. That's why I just threw a light little instrumental on. Um, is there anything that you've been listening to? or You want to talk about music wise? There's a couple of topics I want to talk about.
1: I mean, lately I've kind of been you know kicking a little old school, throwing some Santana back on. You know So I've been rocking Carlos Santana, Santana Or Santana. Yeah, Joel Santana man. No Carlos Santana Joel Santana it. But that's that, that's from a different moment You know Yeah yeah not for sure L- Lately it's kind of been More of a chill vibes You're cooling at home And for those who know? don't
0: know I mean plays a guitar
1: Barely No but you've been Barely. playing For a while Yeah I mean, I've been messing around For a while I wouldn't say I've been actually Playing it But but that's the thing right Because Carlos Santana Kills it And so it's just kind of You know you reflect back on on his play style, the, the kind of vibes. It, it's different than a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, right? And not a lot of people have been able to mimic that style.
0: Yeah, it's it's um that explains the the clip you sent me on Snapchat a couple weeks back. Uh, you sent me a clip of you playing a Carlos Santana song on the guitar. Yeah, I was
1: just trying to pick up his riff because it was it was pretty legit. But um, like I said, man, it, t- it takes a lot of practice, and it's 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 unique. You know, the the approach, the um, the flow. It's 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 not what you're used to today.
0: No, nah, but I think you did good. Um, you sent it to me. It sounded good. I enjoyed it, and it definitely was nostalgic when I listened to it. Uh, I enjoyed it. You, you know. had
1: to have grown up listening to Santana. That's the
0: thing. Yeah. No, nah, and we did. You You know, um, that was kind of like a big part of like um, our childhood. That supernatural CD. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But now nah, you did well, Carlos Santana. On the other hand, perfect. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a while to find that sounder. <laughs> um, I still got to clean up the, the soundboard a little bit Or have Saeed hopefully uh, clean that up Because that's kind of like his, his thing right there um, He texted me, I don't know if he's going to show up But um, I know Young Doug dropped a mixtape Or an album I guess um, That's been doing really well I think it was projected like 150,000 first week um, I'm not exactly sure what the updated numbers are on that um, But I'm pretty sure I saw that And then what I want to talk about um, for everyone that's been following with the NFTs and everything like that, Currency is actually dropping his latest joint on um, as an NFT. And I think he dropped it today. Let me look that up. Um, but I'm pretty sure he did. And then he put like a link on where you can go get it. Um, uh, what do you think about that? An artist dropping a, a mixtape or an album as an NFT?
1: I mean, that's legit, right? Because this is, this is another way that they can capitalize without having to rely on a record label. You know, so it... it, it um. It introduces a lot more freedom, right? Where before you got someone else, I mean, they're kind of bankrolling you, but at the same time, they're, they're capping a lot of your profits. And so now you can kind of just float it on your own.
0: Um, yeah, of course. But like people have been doing that forever on iTunes and on Sp- uh, you know, Spotify and getting, those stre- getting that streaming revenue and stuff like that. But I think this is the first time we've seen it as an NFT.
1: Well, I mean, think about it. Because look, with the NFT, you're, you're kind of selling somewhat of a royalty in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you own yeah. the NFT, does that mean you have the right to license that song because you own the NFT?
0: It's a good question. Um, I, th- I think this is a quote here. It says, uh, I have to monetize some things that are directly original to me and people can get nowhere else. Um, he said during an interview, I think this is with, oh, never mind. This is on jetlifeapparel.com. So I don't know who, who that interview was with. Um, but yeah, he, he did drop it. It's an NFT only. Um I'm not exactly sure the name of it. I think it's called Financial District, which is a, a yeah, Financial District. Uh Financial Financial District EP, which is um very fitting for this type of release. Uh I think that's pretty cool, man.
1: I mean, come on. The guy's name is Currency. He's going to be about his money.
0: That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh I've been listening to Currency forever. You know, that's my favorite rapper. I said it many times. So, it's a seven song EP that just came out if you guys haven't checked it out. Definitely do so. I know I got to cop that. Um, just being a big currency fan and supporter. Um, I mean, once a bottle of water, bam, there you go. Sorry, I know I'm umming a lot. It's been a while since I've been podcasting, so bear with me, guys, while I get back into the rhythm of this thing. But let's see what else is up on the list. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, the Jake Paul fight. Um, I know you didn't watch that. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just tu- tuned in for that final uh, fight. I didn't watch the whole production. I heard there was like a concert. I heard Justin Bieber had a show, and then he botched it and walked out too early or something like that. I don't know if that's accurate. Um, I don't know. I, I saw the fight. It was very underwhelming. Jake Paul knocked that man out in, like, 50 seconds or less. What did you think about that?
1: Well, so it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I was literally getting my haircut today, and as I was getting my haircut, my barber was talking to the other barbers, and he was like, dude, that Jake fight, you know, Jake Paul fight was just crazy. Like, the guy barely lasted 10 seconds. Like, what was it? You think it was rigged? So that's kind of the, the thought that's going around is they rigged the fight, you know what I mean and, and I don't know I mean Jake Paul's been kind of there's been all that flame war that he's been on, all that YouTube drama, you know what I mean everybody's saying he's a youtuber he's not really a fighter you know um so but I it was feel like
0: I feel like he's just kind of a circus act
1: i mean it's it's probably the, to grab attention you know you know like they they create drama to hype up the fights right to kind of get more marketing and then get the word out there and kind of build more excitement around it um I personally I'm not, I'm not you know a big follower of Jake Paul like just not kind of my fighting style and then it was a boxing match it wasn't like a full on UFC fight either. Yeah because
0: so. um was that what's his that name Ben Askren? Yeah Ben Askren. Yeah he's more of a wrestler I know that. So it, it could have been a different fight but regardless you got to know how to throw a punch if you're going to win a fight you can't just wrestle the whole way through believe me I know uh from someone that's that's did a little bit wrestling or done a little bit of wrestling. Um but yeah that's it. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to add about that fight? Uh,
1: I mean, I I guess like the argument the barbers were making was that Ben Askren had been in other fights. So he's not like an inexperienced amateur fighter. Like the guy had been in another fight. So he has some fighting experience.
0: But I don't think it was thrown. I don't think he threw the fight because if you saw when he got up, when the ref called it off, I don't know if you watched that far, uh, but when he gets up, the ref says, walk towards me, right? He takes his first step, I think, with his left foot straight and his right foot goes completely to the side.
1: I mean, dude, you take a punch like that to the face, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know, you can only take so many of those. It doesn't matter how experienced you are.
0: I believe the guaranteed payouts was 500000 for Askren and 650000 for Paul.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I heard, like, they were getting paid $80,000 a second, right? So Pro- Probably. Something be- like
0: that. Uh, maybe to- in total that could be possible, I think. I don't know. Oh, $80,000. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, 80, I mean- Eighty
1: might be too high, but that, that's just what the barbers were saying. They're like, yeah, he gets paid $80,000 a second, you know, 10 seconds into a fight.
0: You know, so... That's crazy. um. But, yeah, it, w- it wasn't a good fight at all. It wasn't something that I would have threw my money down to watch. Thankfully, I didn't. Now, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Habib fight Jake Paul if Habib were to come back. Ma, there's so many other worthy opponents for him to fight instead of just doing a little...
1: I know, I know, but it's just, it's just like... And he would make have... so
0: much more money doing, I don't know, something else, just fighting somebody else, doing anything else.
1: No, that's true, but th- to have Habib come back... You know what I mean, and just kind of like shut down Jake Paul's whole you know thing, right? With all the drama, I think he's trying to fight Connor. Down. That's I mean. He, that's he more was. Likely like, than that that was the whole Khabib. thing was him just like you know trolling Connor McGregor and doing all that. But that's you know like I guess so there's there's kind of like a, a sense of honor amongst fighters. You know what I mean to an extent, like th- like there's control drama, like when Conor McGregor threw that chair at Habib's bus and then they got into the whole fight there and then habib like jumped the cage afterwards
0: i wouldn't say that was yeah. very controlled he jumped the cage it was a i mean chaos broke out
1: i mean chaos did break out but but the, like there, there was some reason behind the madness you know what i mean and it did it did kind of draw a lot more attention like it was kind of a big thing like everybody's like oh my god and this I, was so crazy i don't even think there's honor know?
0: among fighters because during that if you remember connor was throwing a lot of shots at you know, just religious stuff. And just, I, I feel like, you know, a line that you shouldn't cross. He was getting into, like, family stuff. I don't know. I mean, that's
1: true, but that's the thing. That's why Habib kind of came down there and shut it all down, you know, in the in the fight itself, right? And that's what made that fight very interesting, whereas... It was more of a well,
0: genuine drama. Well, well, it, just, like, some online Yeah, exactly, like, you, like, know, the, shenanigans. you know, like,
1: the whole Jake Paul drama stuff. It just, I don't know, you know, like, it, it's just wrong, you know, like, the Habib drama, there, there was some um, realism to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Let's see what Saeed said. I think Saeed's about to come through. That'd be perfect. He could join too. Join in. Hope he brings his headphones.
1: We need, we need our Jamie, man. We need our Jamie.
0: Yeah, Saeed always runs the, um. well, actually, I run the soundboard, but Saeed does more of the other like behind-the-scenes stuff, if you guys don't know. But I think that's it um, for the intro stuff. We're going to keep it rolling. Uh, So I know you're more of a casual sports fan, so feel free to chime in whenever you'd like, uh, whenever you're comfortable. I'm just going to throw some stuff out there that's kind of been going on since the last podcast. First, I want to talk about Lamarcus Aldridge retiring. Uh, if you don't know Lamarcus Aldridge, Lamarcus Aldridge played for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he just retired due to a irregular heartbeat. Uh, 35 years old. Some would say he was. I mean, he's playing some of the best basketball of his life. I personally think he played much better when he was on the Blazers. I really like him though. I, I mean, he, the guy's got heart. I always remember when he was playing in the playoffs with a broken finger. I really I really enjoyed watching him play. Um, even when he was on the, the Spurs. He, he wasn't, I'm not going to say he was at peak level, but he was still playing very well. And then it was definitely going to be interesting to see him on this squad in Brooklyn. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, I think the quote here is, for 15 years I've put basketball first, and now it's time to put my health and my family first. Um, Aldridge wrote. Uh, the next thing I wanted to get into is the MVP race. Oh, my bad. I mean, did you want to chime in on that at all? Did you are you hip to that irregular heartbeat?
1: You're like palpitations?
0: I'm I'm not entirely sure. I know this is not completely out of the ordinary with basketball players. Uh, they usually not I can say usually they've there's been incidents where you know some of them had irregular heartbeats or heart issues, uh, enlarged hearts, different things like that. I'm not exactly sure what the details were on um, behind this one. I just know that uh, he. Had some irregular situation with his heart, and then just called it quits from there. Am I gonna say called it quits? Where he retired after that. Definitely a good idea to put yourself and your family first in these situations. Of course.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. You know, I, I figure football, you get a lot more of that kind of stuff just because it's more, you know, on contact. But um, basketball, I wouldn't have imagined it. I
0: think it might have something to do with these guys being as big as they are. It's usually the the big old six nine plus. Oh, yeah. I think LaMarcus Aldridge was like 6'10", 6'11", something like that. I could be wrong. The Yao Ming height category? No, Yao was 7+. plus.
1: I mean, dude, anything above like 6'5", you're basically a giant.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: But, I mean, you know what they say, man. That the the bigger you are, the harder you fall.
0: That's a fact. So, I wanted to also get into the um, MVP race. Uh, if you're paying attention to the MVP race, there's a lot of names that that people are throwing out there. I'm seeing Joel Embiid. I'm seeing Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic. I'm seeing LeBron, of course. Some people are even throwing Curry in there. I would say if Curry was more like on this level in the beginning of the season, you can definitely say Steph Curry. But as of right now, I don't think so. I know this sounds crazy, but Steph Curry maybe should be on that list. Um, I I think some people have been saying Harden. Uh, and Giannis has been climbing up the ranks, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put either one of them. I would say it's either between the three: um, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, or LeBron James. And even LeBron James, because of the injury right now, is kind of like faded a little bit out of that conversation. But he definitely has been in that conversation. The only reason I was saying Steph Curry is just because he's doing some crazy stuff right now. He's putting up crazy numbers. I also Really like what I'm seeing. I'm not saying it's MVP level, but of course I got to say Julius Randle of the New York Knicks. Definitely, definitely something interesting there. Uh, I know Steph Curry had that wild shot recently that everyone saw online where he gets a little bit contact at the three-point line and then puts it up with his left hand. Similar to like what Luka Doncic was kind of doing when he was leaning forward at the three-point line to win that game. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Steph Curry is really there because of the the beginning of the season stats, whereas Jokic and Embiid and LeBron have been more consistent throughout the year. I really like those three. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, of course, I got to throw this in there. Definitely check us out at Files on Instagram and on Twitter. Email us, filmroomfiles at gmail.com if you guys want to throw out a little voice clip and have us play it. And definitely let me know what you guys think about this MVP race. Who do you have winning it? We might even throw a little poll on Twitter if you if you guys want to participate in that. Definitely check us out. Uh, have you been keeping up with basketball this year?
1: I heard about that shot that Steph Curry made. Oh, nice. But other than that, I haven't heard much else.
0: Yeah, there's. Um, it's been a pretty intense year. I really like what I'm seeing out of these teams. It's kind of crazy what's going on with the Nets. Uh, and I know this was one of the topics I had there. KD has that thigh bruise. I think Harden's out right now. The Nets star players I saw played less than 10 games. I think it was like seven or eight games together. That's that's pretty wild. Um, I guess if you want to count Blake Griffin, I'm not going to say he's really a star player. He's more of a role player now at this point of his career. Um, but will they be able to perform in the playoffs? Will they have the chemistry so that they can perform at that high level? Everyone was putting them at number one in the beginning of the year. Even myself, I was thinking that they may be number one in the East, depending on how you know how the guys mesh. And a lot of it does have to do with chemistry, believe it or not. Uh, I, I definitely want to see what they have in the playoffs. Will they be playing long enough to even develop any chemistry leading up to the playoffs? We'll have to see. I got to see what the standings are. I'm going to go over that in a little bit too. Oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell had that scary injury. I don't know if there's been any updates on him. I should definitely check that out. I'll keep you guys posted on that. LaMelo Ball, Um, actually since we're talking about injuries, he had the cast removed and has been cleared for basketball activity. So... Hopefully, he's like he's going to be on a day-to-day type of thing. I saw him today during the Knicks game uh, dribbling the ball back and forth. You know, he had that wrist issue. So, I think he broke something or fractured something in his wrist. But the cast is off. He seems to be doing okay. Hopefully, we can see him come back because he was definitely on pace to be Rookie of the Year. A oh, Jamal Murray, he's done. Poor guy. I feel so bad. Um, what does this mean for Denver, guys? Definitely let me know what you guys think this means for Denver. We still have Nikola Jokic there uh balling out. I like Will Barton. Will Barton is a baller. He doesn't look like it. It was funny I was watching basketball with Adi in London and he was like, "Dude, this guy does not look like a baller." He definitely doesn't, but he is absolutely a baller and he's going to put in some key minutes uh for them in the playoffs. I'm I'm excited to see what we get out of uh out of these guys. The Nuggets have a squad. You know, the West is really tough, but if they can pull if they can pull it off, I'd really like to see what they can do there. Uh, Let me just kind of go over who else they got right now that I think is going to be a a factor in the playoffs now that we don't have um, Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon, definitely watch out for him. Uh, That was a good pickup by them, scooping him up from the Magic. Hopefully he's going to be able to really put on a show during the playoffs, especially because they're going to need that performance out of him to be able to compete. And I know he's not used to playing in the West either. And then Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a big factor, if he can really step up during the playoffs. I think the the Nuggets have what it takes to make a run, uh, maybe even a deep run. I like what I'm seeing out of the Knicks, too. Of course, you guys know I'm going to talk about my Knickerbockers. Uh, the Knicks, I think, just won seven in a row, which is crazy. I think they're they're right there in the fourth spot, fourth or fifth. Let me double-check the standings real quick. Yeah, the Knicks are number five right behind the um, Hawks. And the Celtics are number six. So the Knicks ahead of the Celtics right now and the Heat and the Hornets. Um, Eastern Conference looking like one. 76ers, two Brooklyn Nets, three Milwaukee Bucks. Very quiet Milwaukee Bucks, I'd say. Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. That's the top five right there. I really like what I'm seeing out of Julius Randle. Uh Noel with the big block. I know you guys seen that all over Instagram. Um, but tonight's game, they were balling out. They were down by six, came back to win, I think, by uh, nine or 11. Just a really great game by R.J. Barrett. He put down 18 points in the third quarter, I believe. Like put three points down in the whole first half and then goes in and puts 18 just in the third quarter and I think closed it with like 25 points for the game. I'm not sure. Um, just Phenomenal play by him, Emmanuel quickly still. Uh, Todd Gibson, I really don't like Taj Gibson, but I, I like what I'm seeing out of him. And I really like how Thibodeau is taking over this team and really focusing on defense with the with the guys. Uh, it, it really does show. And I'm really loving this squad. This is definitely a team you can get behind. I'm not sure if they're going to go deep in the playoffs. They definitely, uh, based on what I'm seeing here, are going to make it to the playoffs. But will they have what it takes to go deep? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Just because a lot of times you need more of a, um, I would say, somebody backing up Julius Randall, or complimenting his style of play more so than what we have in the sophomore that is R.J. Barrett and, um, you know, a beaten and broken down D. Rose. What's going on, Saeed? Saeed just walked in, everybody. Let me go ahead and give my man a round of applause. How you feeling, fam? Good night. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, what was I? Oh, yeah, D. Rose. I mean, D. Rose is balling, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, but even still... We're going to definitely need somebody else. This reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets when D'Angelo Russell was leading that team before they had any of these big players. Uh, I I really like what I see out of them. I mean, definitely a solid first-round exit from the playoffs or a a second round. I think that's what me and my man Faisal were saying. But, yeah, I I love what I'm seeing out of my team, man. The Knicks are are really balling. Let me me look at their last few games here. I'm going to pull up their schedule and, and go over that. But yeah, definitely seven seven wins in a row now. Last 10, they've been 8-2. and 32-27. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, the Wizards have been balling too. The Wizards just won five in a row. Uh, yeah, my man Saeed definitely nodding his head. He likes that. Russell Westbrook, man, trip dub machine even still, bro. I thought after the first year, then the second year, I was like, all right, that's it. We're not going to really see a whole lot of that. But my man, is, he's come back from that injury, and he's putting down triple-doubles like it's nothing. Bradley Beal, I believe, still the leading scorer in the NBA. What do you guys think about that? Do you think Steph Curry is going to catch up to him? Uh, I mean, that'd be crazy because the way Steph is going off right now, I think he's, put, he's putting down just some absurd numbers from through, just like every year. Um, I saw so many stats. I don't have any, any notes taken on it, but you guys could look it up. You guys know what time it is, and he's breaking records. Let me see what's going on in the West. Western Conference looking like Utah Jazz, number one. Phoenix Suns, number two. Clips, three. The Nuggets are at four. Let's see what happens there. The Lakers still able to hold five, even without their two biggest players. Um, I mean, OKC Thunder, way down at the bottom, lost 11 in a row. Zam, I'm going to have to go ahead and... That's really tough. Um, But the Blazers at number seven. Uh, Mavs. I mean, excuse me Blazers at number six Mavs number seven that's really interesting the Warriors are, are down at number nine at 29 and 29 they're a 500 team I'm I'm excited to see what the Warriors can pull off if they can go to the playoffs um they're definitely gonna be a tough team to, to compete against especially with all that playoff experience let me know what you guys think though uh, I mean anything you want to chime in on bro
1: you know honestly um not off the top of my head I am Sports has been kind of different under COVID, you know, because I, I used to actually go to a couple games here and there throughout the year, but nowadays, you know, you just really can't, right? It's not a good choice. But I, I think they're slowly going to start opening some of the stadiums back up, right?
0: That's yeah, um, they have actually. I've seen people going to um, Nats games, really. Yeah, I've seen. Um, they're, they're, I think, in limited capacity, and I think people are going to Wiz games now in limited capacity. But that's it's interesting you brought that topic up as a casual sports fan. Somebody that probably watches 10 games a year and throughout all the different sports, or you just watch it like socially, I'd say, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, you so get corporate events and stuff. Exactly. And you got the box. I mean, when you have the box, it's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? You're in yes, there, sir. they got food and drinks, you got a po- private bathroom, you don't have to wait in line. You know, you're watching
0: But um, you know, here, here's hockey here's going
1: down, they have a fight breaks out, everybody's like, fight, 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 you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I haven't gone to a lot of hockey games, I think I've only been to one. But here's my question As a casual sports fan, when would you feel comfortable going back to watch a sporting event?
1: Oh, man. I, I would have to say when they go back to 100% capacity, where they basically gave you the green light, like, all right, everything's back to normal. you Because, know? I mean, 50% capacity, 25% capacity, it's still kind of like, a, hey, there's an inherent risk, right? Like, there's a reason why we're not letting everybody all come back all at once. Right. You know? And, and, and there's still kind of the whole, like, when the stadium's packed and you got all that people, you know, the... The vibe is different, right? Absolutely. Like, like seeing the the stadiums now with the cardboard cutouts and whatnot, it's... But what it's about baseball
0: same. games? They're outdoors for the most part, especially I mean, here in D.C.?
1: They are, but still, I mean, think about it. You got the entrances and the exits and people are backed up, you know, especially like anytime you leave a baseball game. A lot of people like to leave out like the seventh or eighth inning just so they can avoid the traffic. You know, if the, if the game is basically called, i like, all right, there's no way they're coming back. I'm out.
0: But I would say at limited capacity, at 25, 30% capacity, I mean, it's not any more risk than maybe going to the mall or to the supermarket to pick up some groceries, right?
1: Sort of, yeah.
0: Because those are closed-off areas anyways versus an outdoor area where yeah, just coming in. um, I know in in D.C., you're outdoors pretty much the whole time unless you go to the bathrooms. I mean, you you are,
1: right? But it's it's the same thing, right? Like the spirit is a little bit different. You know, people are still kind of
0: hesitant. Um, So you would feel more comfortable when everything is good to go 100% capacity. Yeah,
1: basically because I mean at that point Don't you
0: feel like that's more risky? I mean it's not like covid would just disappear. Well, you, you have to ask I'm, yourself, I'm just being devil's advocate here but No, no, way. certainly,
1: but you have to ask yourself you're like, "Okay, look, I mean the guys who own the stadium, the teams, these guys are not going to assume the risk for 100% capacity today, right? Because they acknowledge that there's still a risk. So if they're acknowledging that there's still that risk, do I want to inherit that risk by taking that chance of going at 25% capacity? I mean, I personally I haven't had a chance to get a vaccine yet. So the the vaccine definitely plays a factor, but even still, like you're just kind of like, all right, you know, vaccines aren't a hundred percent, you know, foolproof, right? So you're still taking an inherent risk. Is it reduced? Absolutely, but if a, if a company who has tons of millions of dollars at stake is saying, yeah, we're not going to risk a hundred percent capacity, right? Then maybe there's a reason for that.
0: No, absolutely. Um, I think that it depends on the game or the sport. For me, I would definitely do. Ba- I would definitely go to a baseball game, but I don't think I'm comfortable enough going to a basketball game yet, or a hockey match, or hockey game, or whatever you call it. I don't know exactly what the hockey terminology. Caps, man
1: you got you got to watch the caps. It's it's something else. No, nah. you see all the caps fans. Everybody goes crazy, and then when the fight breaks out, it's more inter- entertaining than the, the, the hockey itself.
0: No, I mean hockey is a fun sport, and I definitely had a great time when I went um to watch the caps one time. <laughs> um. But it's always like the important time is during basketball season, right? The mm-hmm. the hockey playoffs, NHL playoffs, and NBA playoffs are the same time. All so I'm all, October. yeah, all in October exactly. So I'd rather watch the NBA anytime. Um, but uh, what about you, Saeed? Do you want to chime in on this? When would you feel comfortable going to a game? And uh, what what do you think is gonna be? What do you think is gonna go like you know make you feel better about it? Yeah,
2: so I kind of have to agree with Amin. Um, pretty much i want to make sure that it's safe cuz like i mean said you know when it's 50% capacity that means there's some inherent rinse, risk so i i would agree with that but um you also got to think about it like all around the world they're all locking up again canada all over asia parts of europe are getting locked up it's just america that's not locking up so there's all uh, all Types of uh, factors involved with this. So, yeah, I want to wait probably by the end of this year.
0: Hopefully. All right, all right. Yeah, some good, some good insight from some casual fans too. Some, some guys that probably go to more sporting events instead of just sit home and watch it. Um, that's what I mean because that's more of like an event. That's something you go to and have a good time with people versus like the diehards that are at home watching their squad and just ready to go watch them live. You know what I mean? That's more of like a biased kind of standpoint, I feel like. Uh, but we can just keep it rolling. There are a few topics in the NFL that I want to touch on. Uh, not a whole lot, but we'll keep it going. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw. Did you see what happened with Aaron Donald? Um, he had some accusations that I guess he punched somebody or there was some kind of fight. I don't exactly know what was going on there, but he was, he was apparently uh, cleared. Um, by the accuser who said that I guess there was some kind of mistake or something like that, or he made some type of mistake. I'm not exactly sure what went on there, um, but I guess I'll, we'll get more in, in, into that. I'm kind of looking it up right now as we're going along. Uh, there's not a whole lot that it's saying online. It just kind of seems like this was some bullshit from the beginning. So we'll keep, we'll keep pushing from there. I'm glad to see my man is cleared, though, because he is a beast, and I'd like to see him on the field. Um, Alex Smith retired. Say, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith retired from the NFL. Uh, what did you think about that, Said? I know you're a big, big-time uh, Washington football team fan.
2: Um, it kind of felt sad. I kind of felt sad. You know, I, I wanted to see him, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy because I don't want to see him on the field at the same time, just because of his injury and everything, life-threatening. Nah, I'm all right. I'll. You already caught caught the check, so just relax, bro.
0: No, absolutely. We're kind of passing the mic back and forth. We still haven't got the third mic set up yet, but we're going to make that happen real soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of sad because I feel bad for how the Washington football team did him. You know, especially after the injury he took, you know, playing for them. But at the end of the day, it's a business, so I can definitely see from their standpoint, you know, what, they're, what they were thinking. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I do feel sad for the guy, though, because... At the end of the day, it was a horrible injury. It's not like he's going to play football again. And when you're a, when you're an athlete, that's kind of what you do. You know, it's it's not like, like anything else where, you know, you, you kind of got into it 19, 20, 21 years old. A lot of times with people's professions in their 20s and 30s. When you're an athlete, you've been doing that your whole life. Most of the time, five, six, seven years old, that's when you started. So especially when you see a, a gruesome injury like that, you definitely feel for the guy. I don't know. I, feel, I, I definitely feel bad for him. But, again, like you said, it does kind of make you feel a little bit better to know that he's not going to get hurt anymore, um, especially kind of seeing him limp around last year. But I, I guess at the end of the day, he did have one more season under his belt, and he didn't do bad. He really didn't. Uh, what do you think about it? I mean, I know you're, you're a local local guy. You've been following the Washington football team news?
1: Um, Lately, honestly, no, man. I'll be honest, I haven't even keeping track, like, probably since they changed names, right? But then after, like, not too long after that, like, COVID hit, right? So it's the same thing, right? Like, like you know, you, you get some skins tickets or you get tickets to the Ravens games, you know, since they're all local and within driving distance. It's it's more so to to go out there and hang out, you know what I mean, and, and have fun. And I'm not going to lie, actually, I, I was able to score some, like, front row seat tickets to some Ravens games that were, that were decently priced. They weren't that expensive at all, actually. So... But, I mean, anything new from what's transpired recently, not really.
0: Okay. Uh, I definitely wanted to also get into the NFL draft, which is coming up April 29th. I think we're, like, nine days away, ten days away. I've been kind of looking into it. Um, This is kind of where I ramp up all my my research. So far, I'm kind of looking at a mock draft here. Um, I believe this is who is this Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Okay. So they, their predictions on ESPN or their mock draft. Um, everybody seems to be agreeing with the, obviously number one being the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's Mel Kuyper's pick there as well. Of course, obviously. And number two, it gets into McShay's pick, um, for the jets, Zach Wilson. I don't know. Uh, there's definitely some quarterbacks that I'd put ahead of them, but personally, I mean it all it all depends on where you want to go. And you know what? It's not letting me read any farther than this. That's horrible. I should have been a little bit more prepared. Sorry guys, I'm going to pull up another mock draft here to see what we can pull up. So, this year This one here, let's see who this is. This is off of NFL.com. Peter Schrager. I don't know if I said that right. At number three, he has, um, well, number one and two, he had pretty much matched up. Number three, San Francisco 49ers, Mac Jones, um, a quarterback out of Alabama, who I would have probably put at two. I don't know. Um, Number four, he has Atlanta Falcons picking Kyle Pitts. Tight end out of Florida. Um, number five, he has the Cincinnati Bengals. Picking up an offensive tackle from Oregon. I, I don't know what his name is. Penny Swell? Swell? I know you guys hear the shishas rumbling in the background. You know how we do the show. Number six, uh, Miami Dolphins. I don't know. A lot of people are saying the Dolphins need a QB. I don't, I don't fully agree with just giving up on Tua right now. Uh, if there's any any Dolphins fans tuning in, definitely let me know what you guys think. Do you think the Miami Dolphins should be giving up on Tua or uh, and going for another quarterback in the draft or not? In this mock draft, they have, uh, at the number six pick, they have the Dolphins picking up Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. I know a lot of you guys seeing him online. There's been a lot of talk about him. And then number seven, Arizona Cardinals picking up a wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. Um, It's interesting because they put Justin Fields down at number eight. I thought he was going to be a lot higher. um, But I guess, of course, it all depends on what's the actual needs of that team. Um, And the Carolina Panthers definitely seem like they may want to be back into this quarterback race. I don't know. Um, I know they just picked up Sam Darnold. And don't they still have uh, another? The backup is good. His name is escaping me right now. If Izzy was here, I know he would definitely let me know who that is. But yeah, they're picking up Justin Fields, it looks like, in this mock. And then Trey Lance going number 9 to Denver. Um, I wanted to stop at 10, but I think I'm going to keep going till I get to the Giants at 11. Um, Dallas Cowboys picking up, according to this mock draft, at number 10. Patrick Sertain, the second um, corner out of Alabama, which is interesting. I thought they would probably go for more of a wide receiver. Um, and then it's, it shows here that the Giants could be going... For a corner as well I don't know personally as a Giants fan um, I thought they'd be going for more of like an offensive lineman personally but let's see let's see what happens Um, I'm excited to see exactly what the what the Giants decide to do and I'm not sure if they mentioned the trades I think there's some teams that have that have been looking to trade out of their position in the draft now it doesn't say anything here let me know what you guys think about this mock draft, um, and, and where would you guys like to see these players go, or who do you want your team to pick up? Um, if you haven't yet, definitely shoot uh, shoot us an email, filmroomfiles at gmail or hit us up on Instagram at filmroomfiles or Twitter at filmroomfiles. Um, I don't know, man. I I I'm excited to see the draft. It's always definitely must see TV for me to see what's going on. Sometimes I feel like they drag it out. Do you watch the draft at all, guys? Anybody? No.
1: No, not really. If, if anything, I'll watch some March Madness, but that's about it.
0: So that's basketball. It's a whole other topic, my man. I mean, I love it, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. If you guys want to, if you guys want to chime in and let us know what you think, definitely hit us up. I appreciate you guys tuning into this one. Uh, is there any NFT news that you got for us, Saeed? Did you want to open one of your packs or something like that today, or did you not want to? How do you, How do you feel about that? Let's see what Saeed decides to do. Yeah, I got some packs. You got some, packs? I got some packs, all right? So. So, so hold on a second, let me pass you to Mike. Go ahead, talk talk your shit, baby. I
2: also want to talk about, I don't know anything about soccer, but I don't know if you saw the news about the Super League that's about to happen, That's uh, potential. Uh, seems interesting. Uh, I don't know much about it, but I know soccer fans aren't too excited, mainly because what they're doing is the top, I think, 16 teams uh, are just going to create their own league called the Super League. And the other teams aren't so happy about that because the traction on the uh, viewership and all that is just going to go down to the ground. So FIFA and other uh, leagues are saying, well, if you guys create a Super League, you're no longer allowed to play for the World Cup or any other, the Champion League or any of that. So, But the Super League's saying, well, all right, we're going to call you bluff. Because you guys won't have a World Cup without all the top players. What do you think?
0: I guess since it's technically football. <laughs> it's not NFL news, but it is football news, I guess we could say. Um, yeah, from what I'm seeing I and mean, what I'm hearing, you're, you're right. It's these, these clubs in, um, in Europe. Uh, the 12 founding teams, I think, include Arsenal, Liverpool, um, Man U, Real Madrid, um, and other other big organizations. <laughs> Um, they're banding together to create some, some kind of Super League. But I don't have all the details about it. I do know that from what I've been reading, there are billions of dollars on the line. And being a sports fan here in the United States, we don't hear a lot about soccer news and stuff like that. But this definitely has made some waves. Um, it says here, according to NPR.org, the UEFA said any participating teams in the Super League would be banned from playing in other competition uh, at the domestic, European, or world level, players could also be denied the ability to represent national teams. Which, I mean, I'm not entirely sure if that's that's possible. Like you said, because especially because a lot of the guys playing on these teams are the biggest names. It's all the big names. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, Say so said, it's all the big names. But yes, yeah, Super League organizers found a revenue-sharing alternative, granting teams to teams to receive a share of a one-time payment of roughly $4 billion for joining. Um, Dan, that's crazy. So he just showed me that the uh, NBA top shot website is under maintenance again. It's crazy. All these, you know, what's going on with NFTs and everything like that. You have three packs. All right, my man. so it's saving three packs to open on the show. So if you guys have been enjoying what we're doing with the NFTs, definitely let us know. Um, I think it's pretty cool, man. I, 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 I like opening up these different uh NFT situations and things like that. I mean, what do you think about that whole NFT thing? All right, you know what? Let, let Ooh, me let how me, much does it cost to buy a pack? Let, let me just uh quickly conclude this segment here because we're still in the NFL football segment. Hold on, <laughs> sorry, that's just the OCD in me. Had to hit the whistle and keep it rolling. So, um, I'm sorry, what was your question?
1: No, so as so I was saying, like, how, how much is a, a pack of NFTs?
0: Um, I think it all depends on what you're buying, I don't think they're all the same. Like for instance, we were saying Currency has released his, his uh, EP as an NFT. I'm sure that's a different price than if you're buying a pack of basketball NFTs, which is what Saeed's been doing. So NBA Top Shot is where you buy these NFTs um, and these these basketball moments essentially, and then sell them or collect them or you know whatever you want to do with them, but you own that moment uh, digitally. So people and artists and everyone has been rushing to start releasing things um, as NFTs and trying to figure out some type of way to monetize as we've seen now with uh currency with his new AP and with NBA top shot. And I think you said MMA yeah. is also yeah. doing something yeah. where they're selling knockouts and things like that. Lupe Fiasco, Cuddy, they came with uh, oh, wow. So Lupe Fiasco and Kid Cudi have been working on NFTs. Yeah, they yeah. They, dropped? they dropped. So are they albums? Do you know? Uh, know. Sait's still not sure. Okay. Let's look into that. Let me, let me Google that right now. Cause that's interesting.
1: Well, I was going to say, man, if anything, we need to come up with a film room files, NFT. You know, own the podcast now.
0: Hey, I love it, my oh, man. I mean, thinking about how to capitalize, baby. Let's go.
1: I mean, if you listen to enough currency, you'll get the same ideas.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm listening to plenty of currency, baby. It's, that's probably the number one artist that's been spinning in my podcast for. I mean, in my uh, I my iPod or my iPhone forever now. But yeah, I'm not seeing anything online about um lupe or kid cuddy dropping a a project um like an nft or anything like that but if you guys know anything about it definitely uh hit us up film files let us know and uh other than that anyone else want to chime in on the nft wave so you got something you want to add let's let's, let's hear it baby
2: yeah so lupe's uh nft is nft.lupefiasco.com it's the food and liquor nft collection so that's a throwback. Um, I don't know when it's going to drop. I know he dropped one last week, I believe, on May or April 12th, I believe. Sometime uh, almost two weeks ago, I would say, yeah. But I didn't get a chance to cop that. I know Kid Cudi dropped one. I didn't see what he dropped. Uh, I'm going to look into that. But I know that dropped my cousin copped one. I don't know what it is, but I'm definitely going to check it out right now.
0: Yeah, check it out. Let me know. I'm interested to see if they're dropping merch or if it's music. Um, hit up your cousin and ask him, too. I want to know what he thinks about what he got. If it's some type of, um, I don't know, artwork. I know some artists have been releasing things uh, online as NFTs, which is pretty crazy, man, uh, how, how things are going in that little blockchain. world, yeah, in the blockchain world, how, they were, how they've they been able to really blow this up as big as they have and monetize off of all of this. Let me know what you guys think too, for sure. I'm curious to know what you guys think about NFTs, if you guys have been investing. I personally am more of like, I don't know, I, I'm more of a traditional type of person in terms of my investing, um, which maybe isn't a good idea. Uh, I haven't gotten into the NFT world or even the the crypto world. I don't know if you guys have been following Dogecoin, but that, that shit blew up. I don't know what it's at right now. I should definitely check that.
1: Just talking about it, some people's Doge tanked. Oh, it tanked. Yeah, and it, it went below like thirty um, cents for a second.
0: Oh, that's that's not really tanking. It's 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 that's down sixteen percent. Um, it's down sixteen percent at thirty two cents. It's crazy because um, Amir had copped some Doge coin and he had he had copped it at like a penny or two two cents or something like that. And I told him like, bro, once you make some money, get out of it. Like that shit is a parody. People created this as a joke. Like you're 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 putting up money. That not unless you're willing to see that money go away completely, you shouldn't be messing around with. And I know he, like, tripled or quadrupled his money and then pulled out. um, And then he was kicking himself in the butt because it then goes up to, like, 40 cents. What what do you know about Dogecoin? I mean, I know you're the tech guy here.
1: No, I mean, that's basically it. The whole purpose of the coin was just a joke. And, um, yeah, it's like like a meme stock with a meme coin. You know, it's crazy because um, so somebody else I knew put, like, $1,300 into Doge yesterday. And the reason they did it is because they they saw a meme that today was going to be meme day, right? Doge day. Yeah, basically. They're, like, calling it Doge Day or something. And then he checks today, and he's down, you know, quite a bit. So he cut his losses, and he's all blown. He's like, dude, I got, I got scammed. You know, but that's the thing. It's like you're buying something that doesn't have any inherent value. You know, the only thing it is is, is hype.
2: But uh, so what I was watching some TikTok yesterday, not the greatest news, but eh, it gets it done. Uh, they were saying that, Around twenty seven cents is what the support uh line was for Doge. So I, I mean maybe,
1: maybe. But the thing is like there's there's nothing there's yeah realistic. And the exactly. thing is like it, it's not like the other coins where they have like limited supply. Well, you know what I mean? This is like this has infinite supply, it could be mined infinitely.
2: There was also uh, I can't remember who came out with the report, but there's uh one holder who has about fifty percent of mm-hmm. Dogecoin uh market, pretty much.
1: I mean, probably, but that's the thing, right? So you can artificially cut the supply if you have that much, and you just keep hold on holding on to it, right? So there's, it's it's not available liquid. There isn't as much liquidity because it's not moving around.
0: So what do you think about mining Dogecoin? Uh, How would one go about doing something like that? Are you familiar with all those things?
1: Yeah. So so basically, the long and short of it is, you just get the right mining software, and you join a mining pool. So it's a collection of miners that that you know pool their compute power together mine the coin and then you get your fair share uh, minus a fee right
0: so so what does it necessarily mean to mine a coin let's just go into the basics of it real quick
1: i mean basically you're putting your computer to work right so your computer is working as a miner literally calculating the transactions on this coin and, and validating it and then you get rewarded for that so um i mean we have a cousin in boston in maman right he, he kind of got in on this and he was like you know what i don't care if this is a meme or not you know, he was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mine it," and he mined it, and then it blew up to forty cents, and he cashed out, and his one month of mining yielded him like six, seven hundred bucks.
0: Okay, and it required, I'm guessing, for six or seven hundred bucks, probably not a whole lot of work.
1: No, I mean, literally, he just left his computer on all day, and let it do its work, except for when he was using it.
0: Is it possible to mine it on a, on a larger scale?
1: Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, like you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily mine Doge, right? Because the whole purpose of the coin was a joke. So he kind of, he, he lucked out. His strategy was, I'm going to mine this thing that nobody cares about. I do try to mine as much of it. And then when it blows up, which it, luckily it blew up, right? He, he capitalized. The but key could, word, luckily. Yeah, luckily. Nothing I mean, it could, against, it could nothing have easily against G, gone against them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know? For people who have been regretting getting out of Doge, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, hindsight's 20, twenty There's been investments in the stock market where I've looked at and said, man, I wish I held for, an extra month or an extra two months and it would have made me so much more money or whatever but that's not the right way to look at things you're gonna end up finding yourself um at the edge of a very tall building <laughs> if you keep thinking like that you know what i mean it uh, happens all uh, the time man yeah absolutely it happens all the time so is there any any uh anything in the nft world or the crypto world that you think we should keep our eyes on um anything that's gotten your attention lately Aside from like the you know the Bitcoin of it all,
1: well, some countries are starting to ban crypto. Like Turkey, apparently, is cracking down on it. You know, there's probably a how couple can you other ban countries. it if it's
0: if it's done on you know over the internet.
1: So basically, they just put a law against it, and then now you're you know you're liable for you know criminal lawsuits and basically stuff like that. Like the police could technically come after you. You know what I mean? And, and so part of the challenge is this, right? You have crypto, right? And there's no reporting requirements, right, unless you're working with an exchange that is required to report the assets you have there, right? Like if you use Coinbase, right, and you're making transactions on Coinbase, Coinbase reports that to the SEC and the IRS. So when it comes tax time, if you made money and you sold and you capitalized, you're on the hook to pay those taxes. You don't pay those taxes, the IRS will come after you because they know about it, right? Where in a lot of these other countries, you know, those exchanges are not required to report that to that local government, right, and so those governments aren't able to capture that tax revenue, and they view that as a massive problem.
0: So for um for those who don't know, Coinbase is also uh, a publicly traded company now, and they I think opened up at four oh nine, few days back, right? Am I right? Or no, I am sorry, three twenty eight, maybe. I think that's more of an accurate number, three twenty eight, um, and went all the way. As high as, I, I want to say, 400 almost.
1: Yeah, I think they hit like $410, something like that.
0: And then um, now they're at 320 uh, For those who don't know, Coinbase is a, a platform where you can um, buy and sell your cryptocurrency. I'm not, again, I'm not too big into the crypto world. I definitely watch uh, anything that could be making me money. You know, I'm always watching. But I haven't personally invested in any of it. And I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I mean... I do feel like, in a little bit that I've kind of missed the wave
1: well, I mean, you could have missed the wave, but you could always buy coinbase stock, right, and honestly, I think coinbase stock is, is a safer bet than buying the crypto itself and the why re- is that so so the reason for that is if you think about it, the crypto inherently doesn't have much value right? You have to look at how does that asset yield its value right like a house somebody lives in it, a car, somebody drives, you know gold it, it's it's worth something right there there are inherent values. Right. Where crypto, not really, if people stop mining it, crypto goes away. Right. But Coinbase as a company provides value because it provides you a centralized platform to exchange that currency. Right. And it's its more of a trusted exchange. There, there are dozens of exchanges out there, but not many as, as trusted as Coinbase. Right. And so it provides that medium for people to, to procure crypto, to sell it, to trade it right and they're making money every time you transact so they they have a model they designed to to create you know that transfer of wealth to them so they're providing value to their customers and they're generating revenue as a result of that right and if you think about it as this crypto market grows it went from like 1 trillion to 2 trillion in, in crypto market capitalization right you know you you can see that correlation to the the coinbase stock because they're a, a massive you know market share of that crypto exchange market. So, I mean, that that's the way I look at it. Like it's three hundred twenty dollars trading right now. It might dip a little bit more. We'll see. But in the long run, I, I could see Coinbase taking off.
0: It's funny because um, Audie was telling me to get in a Ripple, and that night I was like, all right, let me transfer some money and let's buy some Ripple. He had convinced me, right? He's giving me all these facts and all this information. And I was sitting there doing my research on Google. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to put a whole lot into it. Let's put a few thousand into Ripple, see what happens. Um, and, you know, I was going to learn as I went along. But for some reason, something happened to my Coinbase account. I had a Coinbase account for years, but I couldn't log in. And I couldn't get them to send me a password um, reset thing. I was like, what the hell? I like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll give them a call tomorrow. We'll figure it out. I mean, at that point, it was like 2 in the morning, right? So the next day, I, uh, I'm talking to Audie, and he's like, did you end up Fixing your Coinbase account? I was like, nah. He's like, well, Ripple is getting sued, or uh, something's going on with the SEC. I guess that there was a lawsuit, um, and the price tanked, like it went down like fifty percent or some crazy, 20%. yeah, some crazy, crazy number like that. And I was like, oh shit, good thing I didn't put my money into Ripple. I'll make it happen just like that. Wait, can you See what it's at right now?
1: It's at one seventy five or something like that. A dollar seventy five. Ripple. Yeah. So it was a good, great buying opportunity it
0: at would, that. point. At that time, yeah. wow. Uh, so Saeed's telling me it's at a dollar seventy-five. Okay, um, let me look, let me look at that right now. XRP price. Um, I, I remember at that time it dropped down to like twenty-five cents. Um, but let's see what is it at right now. It's at a dollar forty-two. Up thirteen percent today. Wow, that's.
1: I mean, from fifty cents, yeah. it's still not bad. You triple your money.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I at that time, I didn't look back into it after it. You know, I saw the SEC or the um, yeah the SEC lawsuit. I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not about to get into this. Like, this is not for me. Like, You know what I mean? Something like that. Absolutely. Like, I I looked at it like, I was like, all right, man, this is not for me. This is a sign right here. I should not be messing around with no XRP. Um, last hit so, Saeed's so saying last week at 196. Damn, that's crazy. Shout out to Adi. I know he's making some money off of that. Um, but, yeah, if you guys have any anything you want to uh, contribute to our conversation in regards to the crypto or the NFT world, again, hit us up. And you know I'm about to do this to you. If you're listening to this podcast, stop right now. Go ahead, screenshot it, um, post it on social media, share it with your friends and family if you know anybody that will enjoy our podcast. I know today was a little different. There wasn't a whole lot of back and forth in regards to the sports talk, which is pretty much what we do. Um, but I did ha- I did enjoy our conversations about the um, NFT stuff and the crypto stuff. Um, and we definitely did get into it a little bit more in the intro, I think, just in, in regards to a couple of things we were talking about, um, Ramazan and the you know different stuff that we were talking about in the intro. Um, but yeah, if you guys, if you guys fucking with our podcast, definitely rate and review as well. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts um, or on Spotify and, uh, I hope, I hope you guys enjoy, man. Shit. We about, we about to wrap this damn thing up. Holla at me. Yeah. Real smooth. MF doom. Rest in peace. MF doom. This is one of my favorite instrumentals. Um, Again, I haven't been listening to a lot of music, so I'm just rocking out with some instrumentals on the intro and the outro. Shout out to everybody that listened to this episode. I already did my whole spiel about what to do, so you already know. Again, if you want to contribute, you know what to do. Love you guys, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Amin, for joining. Thank you, Saeed, for joining. Thanks for having me, man. For sure, man. I hope you had a good time. I know know you haven't uh, joined us for a full podcast yet, so this was definitely fun.
1: I mean, I was hanging around on the five G conversation.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, I think you also showed me that it's going to be really tough for me to do a solo podcast. That's uh, so, why so, definitely so, Solo podcast
1: is hard, man. It's just like a it's long speech. You know, you, you can't have the solo. podcast Yeah, I feel more
0: like a like a reporter than just having a natural conversation back and forth with somebody, which is what I enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, no, you, you gotta have you gotta have a team, you gotta have a crew. You know what I mean? There has to be. Controversy dialogue Different perspectives
0: You know no, Absolutely Which there is When we when we really get into it With the sports stuff um, It sounds like You don't be listening Ew <laughs> you, just, you
1: just gotta invite me On in the podcast more That's all it comes after
0: now Alright well we're, we're, we're still working on Getting some more mics in here um, When we first set it all up It was really tough Because it was quarantine time So everybody I guess Was getting their podcasts on but I think there's some more mics that we can jump on right now. And we're, we're trying to make this setup more legit. Shout out to Saeed. Shout out to Fatih for hooking us up with the, with the new look in the studio. While I was in London, um, my sister uh, Izzy and Saeed came through. And they blessed it with a whole new setup. We got couches down here. We got a TV down here. We got LED lights down here. Quit playing with your boy. Shout out to you guys. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast. It's your boy be Real Jet Lifer. I'm out.